KEXU 96.1 FM, Poe People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And today, <clears throat> I want to start off uh, with some news from Aslan Press. And um, California Department of Corrections uh, announced that they have halted the gladiator fights. So they have, uh, you know, temporarily for now... Uh, halted these gladiator fights that we've been talking about for so long on Free Aslan. Um, they've stopped uh, doing the gladiator fights, so they say. And they made it official by making an announcement. And and so, you know, this is a small victory. Um, I don't want to say it's a total victory uh, because, um, you know, as uh, Comrade Tiny just earlier said, they weren't even supposed to be doing them in the first place. So, you know, it's like somebody, you know, the state committing these, you know, uh, shooting people, um, the pigs shooting innocent people in the streets, unarmed people in the streets, shooting them dead. And then it's like them coming on camera saying, ah, we're announcing we're no longer going to shoot unarmed people who did not commit a crime. We're not going to shoot them dead. So that's kind of like where we're at. It's a situation that, you know, shouldn't have been happening in the first place. And that, you know, um, so it's kind of it's it's good, but it's kind of ridiculous that they would come out and say that because, you know, they weren't supposed to be doing that in the first place. So, you know, but yeah, so they said no more gladiator fights that they're not going to pit our family members and our loved ones uh, against each other until somebody dies. Uh, they're not going to open the doors and have people fight each other and then shoot one of them. Um, you know, um, they're not going to do that no more. So they're they're not going to commit crimes no more. So, you know, it's a small victory that they're not going to be um, doing that officially. But we also know that in prisons, they also do it unofficially. So, you know, they they call them accidents. So now it's not part of the program of doing it. Now, um, they just simply say, oh, I accidentally opened these two doors and then this uh, accident happened. So that's another situation that we're going to be dealing with for a very long time. But I do want to say that, you know, the friends and family members, the supporters um, in this uh, battle, in this campaign to stop the gladiator fights, I will say that um, had it not been for the friends and family members, um, the state wouldn't even have done what they've done. So they wouldn't even have called this um, halting of the gladiator fight. So that is something that people should be 
you know, um, proud of and um, people should be um, very um, inspired by these families and these loved ones who continue to struggle out here, uh, showed up at the state capitol and, you know, traveled up from all over California in order to send a message that uh, they're not going to allow their family members, their loved ones, their uh, husbands and cousins and brothers and, you know, neighbors and community members to um, be used as human gladiators. It's not going to happen. So that's something that uh, I just wanted to say. But <clears throat> let me get to this first, this interview. And this is somebody who's been on the show before. And I just want to introduce uh, uh, Marissa Barrera. Uh, thank you, Marissa, for coming on to Free Aslan. Hey, thank you for having me again. I know, and, and, and I love having Marissa on because, you know, you have a powerful story. Um, it's a story that, you know, of your brother, of course, and, you know, it's a story that many family members and loved ones are going through throughout California. So, you know, let me just, the first um, question, let me just ask you to tell the listeners a little bit about your brother, Michael. Um, hi, so and my brother... My brother, his name is Michael Barrera. He was 30 years old when he was killed by police in Woodland, California. Um, so just about him, um, he was like just, he was my brother. We grew up together, did all our dumb shit together. Um, he was very outgoing and just like that funny guy, you know. And he had two daughters, so he was he was very close to his daughter. Um, and he had a baby on the way when he was killed by the police. Mm, horrible. And was that your older brother or younger? Yeah, so Michael was my older brother. He's two years older than me, so you can probably imagine we grew up pretty close. Um, mm. He's my older brother, so he was also very, he was a protector. I mean, at the time, I didn't appreciate it very much <laughs> but you know he was, <laughs> yeah. he was always looking out for me you know whether it's creeps bothering me oh, or yeah. just giving me advice even mm. if I didn't want to hear it at the time but um you know he was very <laughs> like protective of me his little sister my whole life yeah you know, I can imagine I have a little sister so I know exactly <laughs> what Michael was you going know. through uh I went through it you know my little sister Oh my goodness, I, I know exactly what he went through and I know, but I also can recognize, um, you know, the love that you had for your older brother, even though sometimes you wish you didn't have an older brother at the time, you wish he was younger, yeah. but you know, um, you know, you do, you know, brother and sister, that's a, a bond of love that, you know, um, it, it's just, it's a very strong love right there and it's one of protection the brother is always going to protect his sister. And so yeah. I, I understand and that. Vice totally. versa, and know? vice versa, you <laughs> know. vice versa. And vice versa. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I saved his life a couple times. Oh, myself, I can imagine. So. <laughs> I can imagine. And, you know, as, as time went on, I'm sure that um, relationship would have even, you know, um, increased and got stronger and deeper. And, you know, um, and, and so, you know. So that's what happened. But, you know, and then yeah. something very bad, something very tragic uh, occurred. And, you know, so some of the listeners that are new or some that just haven't heard your story, 
don't know what happened to Michael, and so they don't know um, what occurred. So for those listeners, um, let me just be blunt and ask you, um, how did the pigs murder your brother? Yeah, yeah. So uh, February 8th, 2017, that was that was literally the worst day of my life and everybody, you know, in my family and who was close to him. Um Basically, you know, like with these kind of things too, with police matters, like it's hard to get answers and the truth, you know, if there's not always witnesses. So with Michael's case, there's still some stuff with the situation that's fuzzy to us. But, you know, with everything that we've learned over these last two and a half years, um, my brother was at his apartment. Um, somehow they came to his apartment for some reason um he basically got chased out um by them and um he was unarmed he was he was not posing a threat as in he was he was not committing a crime and uh they end up chasing him and i don't know exactly how the foot chase came i don't know how exactly it came it came about but uh Basically, ultimately, though, and this is, you know, I usually sum it up to people. My brother, he did not have any weapons. He was not posing a threat. He, and when they, they end up assaulting him. So basically, just recently, I've seen the videos of when, how they, mm. i seen the video of when they approached my brother. Yeah. They are not required to wear body cams, but I heard the whole audio of the whole assault. I've heard oh. them kill my brother. So, wow. um, you, when it went down, I seen the the dash cam. So basically, the pigs are they had him. They were in the cul-de-sac, and Michael was because he had already had some issues with uh, law enforcement and harassing him in our town. So they basically are coming up on my brother immediately. They have their guns out on him and fingers on the trigger, and Michael is backing up from them. He's saying, "I'm not a threat. I'm not a threat." His arms are like, uh, like you know, he, he doesn't have a weapon in his hand. He was just in his basketball shorts at the time and shoes. And, um, yeah, he's repeating, I'm not a threat. I'm not a threat. You guys can't, like, like pull your guns down, you know. I don't think any person with a gun on them, you know, would be scared. And Absolutely. Um, I just, when the assault happened, when the contact, when they, came, right. they were not in view of the dash cam. Um, and oh, no. I'm not surprised of yeah. that, you know, yeah. um, but the audio just, you hear them start attacking him and you hear also, they already had the restraints on him. They put the restraints on his body, um, and he was handcuffed also. Mm. So you hear that clicky clacking stuff going on. Yeah. You hear, um, you hear the striking, you hear the tasering. You know, him being tasered um, oh, multiple times. Horrible. And they even did it so much and so recklessly that um, one of the, the officers that was um, doing it, he actually hurt one of the other officers. He started feeling the, the effects from the taser himself. Mm. So, mm. Um, but they had him down, face down in the freaking mud. It was like, a, there's like a puddle of water in the mud. That's where they had his face pushed into they had the restraints on him there was five pigs pig piling him mm. and you hear my brother you know you hear him needing help asking for help that they're that they're trying to kill him 
And um, even so, he's restrained still in handcuffs. Even so, then the last officer, which is the officer that already didn't like my brother, he, Officer Wright, he comes on and uh, puts more pressure on my brother. He digs his knee into his back or um, whatnot down, you know, on his upper body when they already had him face down in the mud. And that's what my brother heard on audio saying over and over that he can't breathe. And then Ugh. the female pig ends up being like, if you could talk, you could breathe. Wow. And then my brother dies within that minute. Oh. They were still restraining him down. And, um, you know, she's an idiot to say that because, you know, with breathing and your respiration, it's an in and out. It's an in and out. If you're right. talking, you're pushing out, but it doesn't yeah. mean you could breathe in. So, I mean, I'm sure they know that, but, oh, yeah. um, but that's their, that's, um, usually their excuse or what they, I don't mm. know if it's to taunt them. I don't know why, but yeah. so that's how my brother was killed by the pig. Oh, oh that's horrible. And yeah, they, you know, we hear these stories all the time, people, it's the same story that, um, you know, the pigs, they just, you know, they, um, it's almost like they are trained in order to um, murder at will and, and cover up for each other. And not once have we heard uh, a pig come forward and say, well, my partner was wrong and my partner did this and shouldn't have killed that person not once so when people say not all pigs are bad i ask oh. well when's the last time you heard a pig step forward and say my partner was wrong when they did this when they did that never so um yeah. silence is you know you're just as bad when you remain silent in the face of injustice so I don't believe yeah. in that all pigs ain't bad. You know, it's just, I yeah. don't believe it. But let me get on to the next question. Um, was there a recent court case that you would like to talk about in the case of your brother? Um, yeah, you know, so um, it's been two and a half years. We just had court today. So, okay. and it was pretty, it was not good. It yeah. was a private settlement hearing so that was requested by the defense okay. and for that it's basically for them to come in talk to the family the plaintiffs talk about numbers how much put the value on your loved one's life and yeah. um it's not quite a trial type of hearing it's a little less um formal but um yeah so we were there all day it was a long day um with my brother's case, there are four plaintiffs because uh, my brother was not married, so both of my parents are part of that, and then he had, you know, his two girls. So mm -hmm. I can't say much about the specifics of it, but mm -hmm. just they, they uh, I'm just going to say they disrespect the hell out of the families, and they mm -hmm. want to throw crumbs at you, and a lot of times, I'm going to speak in general right, right now, but right. Uh, with these type of cases, what they really try to do and why they are dragged on so long, uh, right now we do have a court date set for 2021, 90. and according to them, oh, well, that won't probably even happen. You guys, if you come to trial, it'll be seven years, maybe nine years. Mm. Isn't that ridiculous? But what they want to do with these kind of hearings, they want to uh, drag it through drag the whole process through that's why they take forever um to let you you know have your day in court mm. and then they also aim to 
separate the families. They want to intimidate us and uh, make uh, throw crumbs and then make the families think that you don't have another choice because you're going to lose if you go to trial, if you even make it there. That's, that's what they tell people. And yeah. then Discourage they you, want right? to separate they want to separate the plaintiffs. So, for example, if there are mothers on the case that were not married and then their parents or, you know, whatever, they try their best to separate you guys. And mm. um, it's really freaking sad that it happens a lot. So yeah. that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's one of their tactics. You know, they, they've been doing this so long, they perfected the art of, you know, um, how to, um, you know... Um, separate how to divide and conquer you know they got all these tactics yeah. down that they do they know how to divide the family because you know when people are united they're stronger yep. they have a stronger defense yep. and so that's one of the tactics and i'm not talking about in your case but in other cases mm -hmm. that i've talked to people um one of the ways they do things is that they will um separate the families. And yeah. they do it by many different ways. They do it by plea agreements. Like if, yep. if you plea this, then we'll do this. And then, um, and, or they do it by financial means. We'll give you this much yep. money if you step back. I mean, there's just so many tactics that they do. And everybody knows these tactics. And, and mm -hmm. that, so we're not surprised. And it's, it's a shame. But, you know, yeah. this is, um, that's why... You know, we don't call it the the criminal justice system. We call it the criminal injustice system because yeah. um, it's stacked against us from the beginning uh, till the end. Yeah. You know, so you yeah, know, yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely, and um, and yeah, and um, and there's and there's other um, cases as well in the in the media that um, you know that um, we need to. Um, learn from you know and we need to learn from and and just like this case you know people are learned there's other families who um who are affected in this way their loved ones are killed by the pigs and they're watching yeah. your story and your struggle your family struggle unfold and they're learning from it they're studying it and they're understanding how they're going to struggle how they're going to get around things how they're going to do things so but but yeah so absolutely but let me ask you this um so, um, so how is the struggle when it comes to um, your brother's case? How, how is this struggle going besides um, this court case, you know, as far as um, do you see it as a long-term thing, short-term? You know, how is this struggle for justice going with Mike, for Michael? Uh, well, besides the court case, because, you know, that's something that I mean, I'm not even a and I don't get any say, but... Um, and I really, after today, I don't know what the hell is going to happen with that. But as far as, you know, the whole, the issue of the whole and, you know, justice for my brother, it's, it's been tough. Um, but I mean, like you said, I've been uniting with the other families. I've been meeting some really good people, uh, that have been in the fight for a long time. Uh, and the struggle for me, it's, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's like my life has literally changed. And, uh, I used to do fitness stuff. That was my, that was what I did for work and a big part of my life. And, um, now I just, this is what I'm focused on and, um, the work I do now. Oh, yeah. 
And this is fitness too. This is a different kind of fitness. You know, you, this is fitness for justice. So just yeah. like you were exercising your, your muscles in the gym, mm -hmm. you know, you were, you were working out them. Now you're exercising a different kind of muscle. You're exercising, you know, muscles that benefit the movement in general because when you help the situation and struggle for Michael, you're helping the struggle for other family members and you're actually helping the struggle in a larger sense as well because mm -hmm. you know the um when we talk about injustice here in the you know united snakes what i like to call mm -hmm. united snakes you know there's yeah. there's many forms of injustice when I mean, this yeah. is one of them and this is one that touches your heart but there's many other forms of injustice that people are uh, facing um, people that are homeless they that's a form of injustice that touches them so and so there's a larger movement that we are all a part of that you're a part of that i'm a part of that everybody's a part of and yeah. so this is one piece to that movement that larger movement and um and you know on a small level the pigs don't understand that but when we're talking about higher levels they definitely understand that this is a larger movement heading in the same yeah. direction. So, you know, this is why I said, you know, fitness, you did gym and you did, you know, put in a lot of hours in that. But now you're you're doing, you know, working on a different kind of fitness. And this is a fitness that's going to benefit us all, not just your body and your muscles, yeah. but all of us in the community. Yeah, no, I like so, that. I like how you put that. <laughs> it's true, that yeah. Absolutely. It's all interconnected. We're all interconnected. But let me let me hit you with this last question. Um some some activists, you know, and I've noticed it myself where, you know, there's events of some type and they want to invite police. And it's kind of an oxymoron <laughs> like how and how are you going to be an activist? consider yourself a community activist of any type and invite the police like are you you know you lost your mind like these this is the entity that holds their boot on your yeah. neck and you want to reach out and have you know break bread with them what the hell is wrong with you you know you lost your damn mind you know and right? i see it i see it a lot i see it and I can't believe it. What the hell is wrong with these people? So yeah. let me ask you, you know, because people hear me and they're like, man, this guy, you know, he just he just wants to talk about everything. You know, he <laughs> wants to talk bad about. But let me hear it from your for yours. You know, yeah. you have a different. And so from your perspective, the pers woman, the perspective of, um, you know, coming from a different environment. Let me hear your perspective when you see or hear about activist people who want to invite police pigs to come <laughs> yeah. and break bread what, what do you think about that what, what's your thoughts okay on well first of all we don't call those activists we call them whacktivists oh <laughs> i love that whacktivists yeah. i love that yeah oh whacktivists that's so, beautiful oh yeah, yes know, that's being nice but That's being nice, because I'm not that nice. You're being very nice. Yeah, uh, uh. Um, yeah so you know what? This is, uh, it actually happened. I, you know, it's been two and a half years for me, and meeting other people, I know that that's nothing you know it's just the beginning still mm. but you know, this is one of the, like it's happened recently, that situation um, a couple times. 
Wow. So, um, well, tell us. Yeah, tell us about one of them. First, uphand and personal. And yeah, so there's a certain activist who I, I, I was already like, you know, my intuition is, is pretty crazy, but I was already like hmm, having suspicions Ooh. on this person. They I were was suspect. already like, who is this person? Looking up the names, trying to, you know, put shit together. Like, who is this person? Because all of a sudden, when there was a high profile mm. killing in Sacramento, this person pops up on the scene out of nowhere uh. and is just going hard, hard, hard. So when I meet her, she's talking about, yeah, Marissa, uh, we're trying to unite black and brown. Let's go, basically. Mm. She's all pushing my brother's name. She's all doing this and that. And then so in the next... Um, stuff that I start to notice is all of a sudden she's, you know, okay, so let me just put this first to you. I, I know a ton of other families that are impacted right. by, by police violence, by losing their loved one, and I call them justice families. So mm. I know not just in California, but across the country, right. a, a whole bunch. So so then I, little by little, I noticed she's friends and being all buddy-buddy with all these justice families. So I'm like, wait, no, like, who is this person? And then, yeah, so that happened. Um there was an event hosted by this person, and what do I see when I look at it? I like, see it on one of the media, you know, one of maybe Fox, something like that, and uh, they literally have Sac PD booth at that freaking event. Wow. Sacramento Capitol. They have Sac PD mm. booth there. Like, you bring a booth for your people. You, you, you know, you get, you give the org. You yeah. know, that are pushing, you do it with yeah, yeah, people, yeah. you know. And then, so to see Sac PD there, I was cheated. Uh, um, I was cheated because Sac PD is trash. I see, you know, they've done so, they, they have a lot of killings out here. They have the recent ones, um, very close to Christine Bang. Her son was killed just in just a year. Uh, Daryl Richards, 19 years old, mm. shot, you know, just no weapons, no, mm. cry, you know, same thing. And, to see this person that I know she hugged on that mom before, mm. that very mom. So that has me infuriated. Wow. Like, how are you going to be hugging wow. on these mothers? Who and then said, hugging the pig. You know? You know what I mean? Taking so, selfies with the pig. Exactly. And, you know, the way I move is that I already uh, had, I cut ties with people like that, but, and I will announce that shit because it's not to be like, oh, hey, I want to go say it on Facebook instead. I don't. I didn't hit her on it because it's already dead issue. The issue. She don't. She's not getting talked with. And so, but what I do is, I if someone's being shady in the community, especially if it's gonna be towards these families, um, I let people know. So yeah, I my, absolutely. You gotta throw them out there. I wrote there. a big old post. I I named the person. I broke it down that that how that ain't cool, you know. Absolutely. And it's disrespectful. So, yeah, that happened, and there's another issue going on around right now, too. One mm. of these activists. Um, the activists Going on trips. Whack, oh, yeah, my bad. Over <laughs> 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 here, the police chief of Sac City. That just happened, too. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it, that it, person it, is actually an impacted family member, but <sighs> but um, wow. I, I, like, I don't disrespect family members at all, but that's one where I can't. I can't do it with that, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, um, there's a couple other things going on with that too. But I, how are you going to travel with police chief and go to uh, an event together? That's wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say yeah. the chief of police? 
of sack and well, who would do that yeah. who would hang out with the chief that's horrible right well, there got to gotta be money involved right there got to be I some kind of money that. i believe there's, there's a money trail you know i don't yeah. know grants i don't know um you know whatever may you know i don't know but there this it's just like um you know these people you know whack i like that word so these whacktivists yeah these whacktivists the thing about them is that um they're not understanding or comprehending that this is the very entity that um upholds the conditions that they are struggling against i mean how are you going to at the same time be against um um these um actions and and yet be friendly with the person who's employing these actions um yeah. it doesn't make sense but that just tells you that they're really not um against the actions you know and they're yeah. kind of um like puppets they're kind of they, um, yeah. acting like they're on your side and really yeah. they're, they're on the side of the oppressor so we don't need yep. people like that we don't need these yeah, kinds and we need to them. identify them we need to put pressure on them we need to continue to grapple with them we need to challenge them we need yeah. to continue to confront them and if all of that fails then we need to put them on blast and we need to yeah. blast them all over social media we need to let them know in the, in the community in the activist community this is what these people are doing they're siding with the oppressor they're siding with the pigs and i will tell you right now i'm not i'm not gonna i would never be a part of uh any entity that is siding with the pigs you know this is the enemy the enemy yep. this is the state's front line um this is the front line of defense for the state for the very entity that you know activists are created or, or yeah. mobilized for you know anybody who uh, struggles against injustice well the pigs are for injustice these are the entities that are employing the you know murdering our friends and family members and loved ones and not only that but they have historically uh, oppressed our people brown people yeah. black people uh first nations um how in the hell are we going to be friends with the people that oppressed us for centuries uh yeah. they've lost their damn mind so yeah. I commend you for uh, continuing to point this out, and I'm sure in our own little enclaves, in our own lives, that we all encounter this at some point, and I'm sure that when we do, I'm sure we challenge it, and um, we stand up against it, because it is wrong, and we got to continue to do that, and people ain't going to like that, and that's understandable, but um, there's two sides. There's side. There's the oppressor, and there's the the oppressed. And 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 we are not gonna cross that line and join hands with the oppressor. We're not gonna break bread with the oppressor. That's yep. it. So I commend you, Marissa, for standing your ground on that and um and educating us on these whacktivists. You know, we we need, we need <laughs> to wa- watch out. I like that. I love that. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> No, that's beautiful. So let me just um, say that um, how can people help uh, in, in, you know, in the struggle for justice for um, Michael? Is there any kind of, um, you know, Facebook page or anything that people can go to to learn more and to um, get involved in, in, in this struggle? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I do run a page for him. It's uh, Rest in Power, Michael Barrera. Mm. And I do a lot of... Uh, 
the, you know, sharing and the updating and the information through my own personal uh, Facebook, which Marissa Barrera. Um, and right now I am actually, I'm working on some projects, I call them, but it's actually, you know, my next, my moves. Uh, just, I'm trying to unite the families across the country. Right. And I, Powerful. I just put on my list, I just announced it and stuff. I did my contact form. Mm. I said, hey, you families, you want support? You guys want to start organizing together, working together? Uh, Opt-in. And I haven't looked at it in, like today, but last time I checked, I already have 75 family members wanting to, wow. you know, work together. Damn. And it's, I meet a wow. lot of strong people. They remind Beautiful. me of myself, and they're the, the ones, you know, fighting for their family. Absolutely. And it's just we're all separated. Oh, so that's yeah. what I'm working on. Um, oh, and I have an option, you know, for people who just support. So yeah, um, right. oh, that's, that's how people can support and keep updated. You know, we're really trying to, um, it's just, all across the country, our stories are just so very similar, and yes. we're all getting done and so wrong. So we're trying to step it up a notch, and I feel like mm. with the families, you know, there's a lot of people that um, that will work and want to work and, you know, less chance of running into the activists. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think that that sounds like the next level of struggle. And, I mean, I'm glad that you, um, that somebody at least that I have um, encountered has um, stepped up and, and initiated that because that is the next level of development um, and for um, you know this movement to go from east coast to west coast and even beyond that maybe that's the next level of yep. development after that the next level after that is to cross these false uh, US borders yeah. and to do a, you and know maybe hook up with Mexico or Canada and you know yeah. and start doing some mass actions on a, on a big on a big level you know um yes. but you know i think that your brother once again marissa i thank you for coming on to free aslan i think your brother michael um speaking from the point of view of a big brother um if my little sister was continuing the struggle um after something like that happened to me i, I gotta tell you that that would be you know, I'd be the proudest person in the world. So I thank mm. you on behalf of all big brothers. And um, I want you to continue what you're doing. Very beautiful and very inspiring, Marissa. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And um, and this is KEXG 96.1 FM. And you're listening to Free Aslan. And we're going to be taking a short music break. And uh, I got a co-host... Guayawi and Guayawit's going to um, announce what song is coming on next. So, thank you for having me. Thank you. So this is song for you. Oh wow, really? Okay. <laughs> Dedicated to you. Oh my goodness. And it is called a song for you, and it is by Donny Hathaway. So who's dedicating this song to me? Guayawi is dedicating oh, this song good. to you. Well, thank you very much, Guayawi. Las <laughs> Camati. I've been 
so many places in my life and time I've sung a lot of songs I've made some bad ones I've acted out my life in stages With 10,000 people watching But we're alone now And I'm singing this song to you I know your image of me Is what I hope to be Treated you unkindly But darling, can't you see There's no one more important to me Baby, can't you see through me Cause we're alone now And I'm singing this song to you You taught me precious secrets of a true love holding nothing you came out in front when I was hiding now I'm so much better and if my words don't come together Listen to the melody Cause my love is in there Hiding And this is KEXU 96.1 FM, and, um, and this is JV, you're listening to Free Aslan. And uh, you were just listening to some beautiful music on, um, that Kwayawi uh, um, brought to us, and it was, it was Donny Hathaway, uh, A Song for You, and that was very nice. Very nice of it. Okay, so... Now um, we're going to be blessed with a poem. Uh, this is a poem that Guayawit's going to read. Um, it was actually a poem that I wrote uh, when I was in the concentration camp. Um, and so it was written in 2009. And it's a very short poem that I wrote. So we're talking 10 years ago I wrote this poem. But it, it's you know beautiful poem and it's, it remains um, timeless and relevant. And so um, this poem, um, Guayawit's going to read. So uh, go ahead, Guayawit, and um, why don't you introduce us to this poem? Sure. So the title of this poem is The Eagle That Descends. The flight of this majestic bird soaring through the skies of Aslan, the warm gulf breeze blowing through its wingspan, circling above and gliding across the valley sand. Seeing the pyramids from miles away, between the volcanic slopes of the eternal couple, breezing past the snow-capped lovers sleeping in a love embrace, landing on the canopy of the people's jungle, taking in the sights of the trickling streams, the dew drops on the wild fern, and sounds of the macaw, 
the roar of the jaguar in his jungle trail. The eagle descends to the ice-cold stream, diving in to refresh himself and wash his feathers of the dusty winds, drinking the fresh, clear water and quenching his thirst for his next journey through Aslan, land of the snowy egrets. The eagle never tires, but flies on across the ocean waters, ever in search for a place to descend, a place to land, a place to replenish, a place to rest. Where is this place for the eagle that descends? Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful words. And that was that was a poem uh, I wrote. And, you know, for those who don't know, the name of the poem, once again, is The Eagle That Descends. And thank you, Kwayawi, for reading that poem. Okay. It's lovely, lovely words. So that the eagle that descends um, in, in Nahuatl, it's actually Guatemo. Um, so, you know, but um, I wrote it in, I wrote it in 2009, and um, it's just, um, it's some beautiful words that came to my mind at that time. But um, in other news, I wanted to, you know, there's been some discussion um, within the, um, you know, the revolutionary community on, um, you know, on different political lines, different ideologies. And, you know, me and, and, and a comrade were talking recently um, about um, Mao, something called Maoism. And, you know, and he asked me, so what is, what is Maoism? What is this? You know, and so we got into a pretty deep um, discussion on it. And so I thought there may be many other people who have these questions. You know, there's different political lines, different ways of um, looking at uh, ways of organizing. And so Mao, Maoism is just one uh, form of um, one doctrine and one form of ideology. So I thought it'd be educational for the listeners um, if I discussed um if I discuss this, so, you know, let me ask, ask this, you know, a lot of people ask, what is Maoism? What is Maoism? Well, let me, uh, I have some, you know, let me try to define it. So, this is, um, you know, one definition, um, and, and so this is, I'm going to be reading three paragraphs, and each paragraph I'll give a, a personal, um, you know, breakdown on, on what the paragraph is talking about to bring it into context, but let me just start off. So it says, Maoism is the writings of Mao Zedong, or the doctrine which guided the first successful third world peasant revolution that liberated China in 1949. Maoism is famous for land reform, collectivization of agriculture in what was then a poor country, ejecting both foreign occupiers and pro-landlord elements with the strategy of people's war against numerically, financially, te technically, uh, and technically superior enemies, abolishing China's huge drug addiction, ending pornography and prostitution, eliminating the practice of breaking women's feet, foot binding to make them smaller and supposedly cuter, establishing China's first law allowing divorce and eventually instituting worker-run industry without private property in the means of production. And so that's one, um, those are some of the things that Mao brought to the table uh, when they had national liberation in China. These are all the things they combated. This is kind of how they did it. Um, people's war, you know, mobilizing the entire population from grandparents on down to children, 
um, and this is how they did it, and this is done in a third world country. And so that was something that was, um, uh, you know, breakthrough. It was a breakthrough in the revolutionary community at the time, um, because at that time, a third world country had never uh, been liberated. Um, and so that was something huge at the time. And many around the world didn't think it was possible. So um, for that reason, Mao um, broke the glass ceiling on theory in that realm. And so let me just read uh, the next, um, let me read the next paragraph. It goes on to say, complete revolution is fundamental to Maoism. This means that all social, cultural, political, and economic relations must be revolutionized and that people will not be liberated by simply breaking the state or smashing capitalism. Groups, individuals, or ideologies which choose one issue, imperialism, racism, capitalism, sexism, as central, typically cede the other areas to the status quo. Maoism dictates that while struggling against the state, the party must establish a new and revolutionary culture not based on ideologies of domination and greed. The party must lead a revolution against class, gender, and national chauvinisms within its ranks and against the state. Maoism accepts Lenin's concept of a vanguard party. So let me just say a few words on that. You know, um, Maoism, um, of course, it, like it said, um, you know, it doesn't just focus on one uh, one. Um, thing one issue it it must um, struggle against uh gender national chauvinism and class and and it struggles on all three um all at once and you know um it also believes that um you know that the party um you know that that the party has to um you know develop a revolutionary culture as well because there's some uh dangers within the party itself and that's one of the things that separates Maoism from other forms of ideologies where other forms believe that the party is, you know, all, you know, they are sacred and um, they are on a pedestal and they never commit bad. They never do harm. They never do wrong. That's, of course, absurd. You know, people are people, humans are humans, and everybody is subject for criticism, and um, everybody has to be held accountable. It doesn't matter um, how long you've been in a, a party or organization. It doesn't matter your age. Everybody has to live up to their responsibilities, or the people need to help hold them accountable, or history will hold them accountable. So it also says that Mao proved that it was possible to lead socialist revolution in a poor and backward country with the main forces coming from the peasantry in the countryside led by the political ideology from the city called proletarian ideology. And this point remains controversial in the imperialist country so-called communist movement, even more importantly and dividing supposed communists everywhere. Mao was the first communist leader to argue that class struggle continues under socialism and that such struggle must go on within the Communist Party and against the bourgeoisie inside that party. Mao warned that without successful struggle against the bourgeoisie in the party, there would be a restoration of capitalism done in the name of socialism at first, as in the fact that as in fact happened in the Soviet Union and China. Since such, 
since much of Mao's writing merely continues previous Marxism, Leninism, or because many of the new parts of Marxism, Leninism contributed by Mao are now widely accepted, it is Mao's doctrine on the bourgeoisie in the party above all which continues to separate Maoism from other varieties of supposed communism to this day. Now that's a very, very important uh, situation that arises as Mao said that within the party a new bourgeoisie develops and some you know you can look at it as a form of elitism um, and, and it's a natural process that is going to develop not you know if but when because it will begin to sprout and maybe in one person maybe in uh, two people and it will begin to spread and so Mao's, in all of these doctrines, all of these ideologies um, that continue to exist, Maoism is the only one that continues to say that within the party itself, uh, so we're talking within the leadership, within the leadership itself um, begins to grow this, um, you know, this, uh, you know, this, 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 you know, it's like a bad apple and the bad apple spreads. And, and this is um, the bourgeoisie begins to grow within the party leadership itself. So everybody who understands this and knows this and studies Mao knows that this is something to look out for. This is something to guard from. And this is something to struggle with internally. <laughs> by all means so that's just something that um i wanted to talk about um you know maoism and and you know it's something that um you know is very very important to study in the realm of theory and political lines so um yeah so this is something that we're struggling with we're talking about and that we will continue to uh grapple with internally and externally so you know um i'm going to be having uh a, my next guest um brother g7 will be here and um and he's going to talk to us about some music that he's working on that he's he's doing and so let me just welcome him uh g brother g7 uh welcome to free aslan it's an honor oh absolutely absolutely and brother g7 is coming from um from the haystack, right? He's Hayward, coming from yeah. Hayward, you know? The He's stack. coming from Hayward. And, you know, the, we know it as the stack, the haystack. And, you know, this is a brother here in the Bay Area. And so, you know, he's doing his thing and, and making revolutionary music, making it happen, and uh, contributing to the movement with his sounds that inspire and mobilize us. And I love his music. I love it. So what you, what you got? What's the newest uh, piece you got for us, brother? Oh, you know, um, I have... Uh uh, a couple of new ones, but this one I wanted to play was Take My Soul. Mm. Uh, why They Want to Take Our Soul. Ooh. And uh, uh. Uh, just a few things I wanted to go over. You know, I'm uh. kind of anxious because I feel like, uh, you know, it's coming. It, it's, the time is now. You know, Definitely. we have to come together as a people. Yes. All of us, you know, because the police, the government, they're all against us. This is Absolutely, all a part brother. of the plan, mm. you know, and... Uh, I also, you know, have realized like Obama was, it seems like Obama was just a puppet. Yeah, you know, he was absolutely. put in the office. Just like, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to try to have Julian Castro uh, in the office yeah. next Don't just to trick the people. Don't fall just for to it. trick the people, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying don't even vote, don't, you know, but we have to vote 
just because you know we have to get those numbers up there just so they can see even though you know the electoral college votes may be the end again you know but uh 45 isn't gonna run the show this time because uh we're gonna make sure we put a stop to that immediately yeah, I, I, lo I love voting in state elections because we could change things like three strikes laws. We could change things like, you know, uh, mandatory, um, you know, sentencings and different things like that that affect us. But when it comes to the president, it doesn't matter if it's, um, in my opinion, of it's uh, Democrat or Republican. They're all on the same side. And, and, and this is one of the things that, you know, like I was just reading this uh definition of maoism and i was saying that you know we need a political party that works in our favor so this is something that we need to strive for we need to organize our people and so that um you know we can vote on in our own political party when we're not voting in a corrupt oppressor system so we don't want to play the oppressor's game but you know we have to build our own um, organizations and political parties so that we when we are in power then we can have you know discussions on voting and stuff but let me hear some of your music brother because i've been waiting all week for this and i'm really uh really want to hear this okay okay yeah uh, you know we have a few things but i'll just spit something off off the top you know uh 45 i keep shining light on 45 man he's he's had this plan for all these years you know when he be, he was going to become the 45th president and so he's treated our country like a business corporation supply and demand we are the oppressed nation department of justice in case concentration set us up just to bust us paid off incarceration he threatened to build a wall just to arrest the poor uncle sam's plan to have minority no more rich to stay rich and the poor to remain broke colonialism horizontal crime as we know free eyes line Land of the battlefield, our ancestors buried where they steady trying to build. Sacred and holy spirits filter the air, and they're buried here. Mm. They want to get our oil, and they don't care. Mm. You know, just That's a little it, something brother. off the and, and top. You know, and you know what? That was just off the head. But let me remember you had another song that you did last week. What was it, or the last time you were on the show? What was the what was the name of that song, brother? Was it forty? Was it 40? It's a uh, Take my soul. Oh, that was it. Take oh, it my just soul. Had the music behind it. It oh, does, okay. but uh, I have that one off the top too. So we'll go ahead and and do that one. Uh, oh, Why they want to take my soul? They want to take my life from me. Just let me go. Let my life be free. Oh. Blood, sweat, and tears. Mind, body, and soul. Enslaving my people for years since they came for our gold. Mm. Here we go, brother. Yeah, get it. Get it. <laughs> Back to business as usual, 2020, my visual, getting money professional, I don't speak in subliminals, gotta get us a stronghold on politician, congressional, now they squealing confessional, we dealing with decimals, all of my life been little bank, take big bank, always hogging on everything, disappear when the pig came, shaking the law. Cause they let us see us behind the wall, a billion dollar industry and it's designed to kill us off. Remember all the Cubans that flooded the coast of Florida? Trying to find refuge like Guatemala and Honduras? 2020, that's a year of celebration, but we gotta come together. Something like United Nations, it's a tactic that the government uses to distract us, confuse us. Why they going on these cruises with our taxes? It's a tactic that the government uses to distract us, confuse us. Why they going on these cruises with our taxes? Mm. Mm. You know? Uh that real talk right there free my people in them cages man anti-45 movement that's it that's it. i love that 
I love that. And then you had another cut. What is it? War? All Out War? Or what was it? I Declare War. I, deca- I Declare War. That's the one. I Declare That's the War. One. Definitely. That is it. Yeah. That's beautiful. And we need music. You know, we need revolutionary music. We need uh, all of that because these sounds, you know, they, they motivate us. But let me, let me, you you got it? Yeah, let me hear that declare, I declare war. I like that one. For decades, they've been controlling the population. His nickname was 45 way before Ronald Reagan. Now he's the 45th president. That's no coincidence. It's evident he's guilty, but they treat him like he's innocent. Treason, embezzlement, invested in detention centers like Juvenile Hall. The judicial system at the border concentration camps are part of his plan. He is Illuminati, Ku Klux Klan, white supremacists, so racist and prejudiced. It's a disgrace to see his face on the television. United Snake trying to inject us with venom. The root of all evil got a sentence since the beginning, manipulating the women for money. Hugh Hefner, the price is right. Bob Barker, a top investor this whole time. They put together a plan that in the year 2020, they gonna take over the land. I declare war. I declare war. Cause they've been knocking down my people, man, I declare war. I declare war. Free all my people in them cages, man, I declare war. He said I wouldn't make it, just another statistic. All these years he's been wearing makeup with pink lipstick. Labeled me a gangster, product of my environment. Red and blue handkerchiefs that were passed out inside the prison. Causing segregation, separation, and conflict. Got us killing each other and that's nonsense. All these years, they created calamity. More homeless people than ever before and that's pure insanity. Arresting us for nothing just to keep us detained. So they can rule the land, only a few of us remain. We demand action be taken, no more negotiation. They don't want to compromise, we taking over the nation. Holland free us line from California to Texas, indigenous land. They charging property taxes. We got to stand for something or we going to fall for nothing. Here we come, knocking down your wall. We taking back our country. I declare war. Mm. I declare war. Because they've been knocking down my people, man. I declare war. I declare war. Before we see another Great Depression, I declare war. I declare war. War. Free all my people in them cages, man. I declare war. I declare war. They made a plan to take over the land. I declare war. Mm. I declare war. Mm. Love that, brother. And how can people, if they want to buy your, you know, your your music or they want to learn more, how could they get in touch with you, brother? You know, uh, it's that underground, but it's gonna be soon online. Really, it's on SoundCloud right now. Mm. You know, I'm dumping them out the trunk CDs. Right now, you know, I'm just engaging with the community, with the people, you know, letting letting it be known what's going on out here. And uh, if we don't come together and do something about it, stand up for what's right, you know, for our people, for the future, for the children, then we're going to lose. And we can't have that. We're not going to have that. We ain't going to have that, brother. And and, and you're here all the time on Free Aslan, and uh, we want you to continue to make this music, brother, and continue to feed the movement with these revolutionary songs and sounds and uh you know because you're uh, you're actually an inspiration to other people who do music um who are talking about you know mercedes benz and and you know and popping bottles and all this and that stuff is just nonsense i mean that is just you know totally going against everything that you know benefits us and and, and moves us forward so you're actually inspiring other people uh to make music about what it's really about you know in real struggle and not just this little superficial frivolous 
uh, you know, these little, uh, you know, trinkets and all this stuff. You, you, you know, you got substance. So I thank you, brother, for coming on to Free Aslan. And um, and thank you very much. Any last words? Because we got about one minute, brother. It's that good medicine, man. You know, that's what I'm here for, man. Mm. I appreciate you having me. And uh, I just stress the fact we got to come together, man. It's time. Uh, uh. We need to wake up. Love that, brother. And and I'll have you next week again. You'll be hearing Brother G7 with some new music. And um, and thank you, brother. And this is KEXU 96.1 FM. I'm JV. And this was Free Aslan. Amen.